Welcome to On the Prowl. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On the Prowl Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Roden. And I'm Ramey Johnson. Thank you for listening to us. Today on this episode, we have Coach McIntyre with us. He is the defensive coordinator for the University of Memphis Tigers football team. Welcome to the show, Coach McIntyre. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you for coming on. How are you doing today, man? I am doing really well. Doing really well. Getting ready for the spring game. Excited about that. Playing in the Liberty Bowls. Being some fans there. So it'll be a fun night for our guys. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Well, we've got a couple of fan questions. One of them is, shout out to Jacob Miracle. He says, which games will be the most difficult for next season's roster? It might be a two-personal question, but it's saying it's asking about the quarterback battle, about how it's going and who's the most likely to win it. But I'm sure with that, we'll see Friday night, correct? I I, I uh, don't know much about the quarterback battle. Um, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just worried you're about DC. the defense. And uh, the, those, all those guys have been doing, doing well. Um, and uh, Coach Johns does a great job with the quarterbacks and uh, with our offense. Well, I'm just, I'm excited and ready to be back out in Liberty Bowl and see my Tigers play. Same here. Exactly. Exactly right. It's supposed to be a good night, so it'll be a lot of fun. Well, we want to start off by saying, what got you into the game of football and made you want to be a part of it? Uh, that's an excellent question. It goes a long way back. I, uh, I've always loved playing football since I was a little kid. Uh, my dad was a college football coach and uh, um, was a head coach at a couple different places, Vanderbilt, UT Martin, and did well. And um, so it was just kind of in my blood, something I wanted to do. I, and then playing college football myself and really enjoyed it. Um, I just went into to coaching and uh, have uh, really uh, been blessed with all the different opportunities I've had. And it's, it's, been a, it's been a fun ride. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it has. Uh, how was your experience as a D1 athlete? I know you got to have your experience. It was good. It was, uh, uh, it was a little rocky. I, I played at Vanderbilt my, my first two years, and then right. my head, dad was the head coach and had been very successful. And then we lost some games one year, so they fired us. That's kind of how coaching goes and fired my dad. So then I transferred to Georgia Tech and uh, played at Georgia Tech and played two years there and graduated from there and um, had a um, uh, good experience and a, a good career. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds it. Well, back off of your coaching, I want to go back to that some. You've had multiple stops across college football. And if, you, if you're not comfortable talking about it, you don't have to. But like I said, you've made stops at Ole Miss, Colorado, and various other schools. But if, if you want to tell us more about your foot into the SEC and what it's like coaching around all the great teams like and great coaching staffs and players. Yes, uh, I've I've been um, had the opportunity to coach a lot of different places, and it's been it's been made a lot of friends and uh, coached a lot of great players, coached with a lot of great coaches. Uh, you know, when I was coaching at the Dallas Cowboys, coaching for Bill Parcells was awesome, and um, our staff was really cool. We it was Sean Payton, Mike Zimmer, um, uh, Anthony Lynn. I can just keep naming all these different guys, Todd. Um, um, Haley and and guys after guys and uh, we've all stayed in touch and, and through the years it's been good I think that uh, you know my uh, experiences at um, at the smaller college level was a great um, learning experience for me where I learned a tremendous amount when I was at Davidson College and at UT Martin um, just ex- ex- awesome awesome times and then go- coaching at Ole Miss uh, for David Cutcliffe and then again with Matt Luke um, really enjoyed that and uh 
and we really enjoyed living in Oxford and that area. And then um, being the head coach at San Jose State out in California was a tremendous amount of fun. And being able to turn that program around and have the winningest record they've ever had was exciting. And then going to Colorado and being able to turn that program around and being the biggest turnaround in 100 years of uh, Pac-12 football um, and all the great players and all the great kids. It was um, it was a, a, a great experience. And then um, coming here to Memphis has been a lot of fun. I, uh, the way I've seen Memphis grow over the years um, has been exciting. You know, the facilities we're in are incredible. Um, the the crowds at the at the uh, at the Liberty Bowl we weren't able to have them last year, but what they've been having has been exciting for the program. And I know they've uh, their great season ticket sales going on now. Um, so that's really been a great experience. And uh, growing up in Nashville, basically, I've moved around a lot, but I would say Nashville, Tennessee is home. So being close to home and all our family and friends has been really unique. But um, very excited to be here at Memphis. We're excited to have you on. Well, speaking of Nashville, <clears throat> speaking of Nashville, real quick, I want to. I know it's kind of off topic, but the Tennessee State just hired Eddie George as their head coach, and he's hiring a great staff. But yeah, so back on to you. So you've joined you've joined this Memphis Tigers program, and after after the team, we know you weren't on the staff, but after the team made a run to the Cotton Bowl and had a college game day appearance, and you're just coming into an atmosphere. How fun was it, and how hyped were you and your family just to join the Tigers program and be a part of it? We were really excited about um, joining the the program and Ryan Silverfield and the whole staff they have here and all the excellent players that are here. And I was excited about a lot of them coming back for their, I guess, super senior year that we, we have the guys come back on defense. It's they're a great group of young men and they, they play, they play extremely hard and, you know, they truly love uh, being a Memphis tiger. Um, and I think you see their passion when they play. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so it, it's, it's really been exciting. Oh yeah. I'm sure it has. And um, for this, this next question, I have kind of have like a two part question and you've kind of already alluded to it, but um, okay. I just wanted to ask. So for the first part, how did you realize coaching would be your like career path going forward after your college career? And then second off, what's the biggest difference between coaching college and coaching the NFL? Well, I, I felt like uh, I I love the I love competition um, mm -hmm. of football. I love the strategy, all the things that goes into it. Um, I love working with young people. Um, so I kind of saw how coaches made a big difference in my life and my dad's life. Um, and how he made a difference in a lot of players' lives through the years. Um, right. I, I wanted to be a part of that um, and enjoy the excitement of it. And, and then also helping, you know, young kids grow into men over that four to five year period you have them um, yeah. is, a, is a big deal. And then, um, you know, the pros, um, I enjoyed my time with the pros. It's kind of like getting my PhD in coaching, uh, especially <laughs> when you coach for, for Bill Parcells and how, what a legend he is and learn so much from him. And then, um, so it was a a great experience. The main difference in the pros in college is you're you're dealing more with older guys, um, and the in and the pros, the the rooms, the teams turn over a lot. You know, I was there. I was at the Cowboys for four years as secondary, and uh, we had I think thirty four guys went through the defensive back room, and only two stayed the same the whole four years. Wow. I mean, it's just a turnover. If you if you ever look at that, it's amazing all the turnover that goes on. Um, and then I was at the Jets for one year and then decided I wanted to get back into college coaching. And so it, it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a great ride. Yeah. sounds it. I mean, you've had a lot of stops over the years. Yes. But what's the biggest difference between power five and group of five? 
uh, there's really not much difference. Um, noticing here at Memphis of what's going on, you know, yeah. we've got good facilities. Usually you would say the facilities or the crowd sizes, um, to me, um, and you, you, I don't see any difference in that here at, at Memphis. Um, our facilities are phenomenal. Um, and then, um, the, the, the attention we get, all the national television games we play on, um, and you know the Liberty Bowl that we play in is a phenomenal stadium to, to play college football. Um, so I think that uh, there's not a big difference that I've noticed here. You know, usually there's it's crowd sizes or it's uh, facilities uh, are kind of a big difference sometimes. But the you know the the group that, that we're in with the the American uh, Conference, it's it's a little bit different. I think we're right there, like a Power Five league to me. Yeah, I certainly agree. I mean, you've had a lot of powerhouses over the years, UCF, uh, Cincinnati this year, obviously Memphis, Houston, right. like we've definitely had some talent in the, in the AAC. So hopefully we'll, we can continue to get this recognition going forward. Full experience this year with COVID and other issues along the way. But what would you say is so special about this Tigers program that sticks out uh-huh. from the rest of your stops? I think one of the things that I I like about the Tiger program that I've seen so far is how passionate uh, the players are, how important it is for them to, to, to play at Memphis and how they have a, um, a a desire to be successful, not only for the university, but for the city. Um, That's very unique um, in the fact that how, how that overlaps and a lot of schools that does not overlap, but here at the university of Memphis, it does overlap. And I think that's a special, special thing. The the players not only represent the university and the school and their name that they have on their chest on top of their shoulder pads, and but they also represent the city, and that's who they play for. And, and it's the fans, right. and the students, and they just they're a representative of 901, and just hype the city up, and the whole city's got their back. And it's just so fun to be able to watch out there on Saturday afternoons and be able to come to things like pregame and tailgating and just do everything with the team and like how we met, how we, how at Young Avenue Deli and right. do social gathering things like that, even though with COVID it's kind of hard to, but just, you still get the chance to do things, even though we're going through struggling hard times. Exactly right. I, there's a great overlap between this, the university and the city and the players feel that and know that. And um, I, that's a unique um, college atmosphere that I haven't really been around before. Yeah. Well, mo- most, most big cities. Okay. Um, the college, um, there's a pro team there, right? Yeah. A pro football team and mo- like the big cities that we play against. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here in Memphis, it's not. So we have that other um, ability to kind of be the city's team more than a, than a, but if you have a pro team sitting there, like a lot of the schools that we play in leagues against, um, that's not the case. It's the college and the pro. We're really kind of a mixture of both. And I, and I feel that and the kids feel that. Yeah, that, that's true. That, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, the only pro team we have is professional basketball. Which is, is not football. I've been in, I'm in, in the football area of it. So, <laughs> well, What's been your favorite coaching memory you've had to say you've made from your whole coaching? <laughs> <laughs> wow, there, there's, there's so many of them. Um, there's so many different ones. You know, the, 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 my favorite memories are individual memories with young men that, um, achieve their goals, you know, graduate from college, go on business and call me later. And they're doing well in business and they have their families and kids. And I knew them when they were knuckleheads, you know, and <laughs> I think seeing that has been a, that personal is a great experience. That That's one of the main reasons I coach college football. Um, 
you know, and then there's been so many big games and so many different um, scenarios along the way. Um, you know, you'd have to go by year by year to say what the big game was because, uh, uh, but it, it's, been, it's been an exciting thing all the way around. I guess just the whole of it has made a big difference in my life and my family's life. And, and I enjoy, I kind of look back with pride and, and honor that I've been able to be able to be a part of so many different places. Now, have you had one story in particular that sticks out? And if it gets too personal, you don't have to answer it, obviously. But has there been like one story or one player in particular that their situation has just stuck out to you? Wow. Um, there's been quite a few. But I would say um, the, the one of the one stories that sticks out, uh, there's about 10 different ones probably in the, um, that stick out hugely. But this one would be uh, Philip Lindsay, who was the starting running back for the Broncos, oh, who's yeah. who now is with the Houston Texans. Um, Philip was a young man when I first went to Colorado. Um, when I first got there, he was committed to the program. And, you know, they hired new coaches and I was a new coach coming in. And a lot of times that doesn't always work out for him because, you know, you use the systems and different things you're going into. Well, Philip had tore his knee up his senior year in high school. And um, when he called, I called him, we talked, he goes, coach, are you going to honor my scholarship? He said, let me come by and see you. Let me sit down with you because I didn't know any of these kids yet. And so I went by and sat down with him and his family at his house, and he weighed 148 pounds. He had tore his knee up. It w wasn't healing right. They're going to have to go back in and re like kind of get the scar tissue and different things out to get it where he could bend it correctly. Yeah. He, he was a running back. And when I looked at him and I met his family, you could just, if you've ever met Philip Lindsay, if you ever see any interviews, you can just see his soul. He has that fire. He has that unexplainable he has the it factor and uh hadn't been around many like that i'd seen a few and when i saw it in him i said yes you got a scholarship i was the only scholarship he had left and uh so we signed him his first year he couldn't play rehabilitated his knee and then you know he didn't start till his junior year um only back-to-back -back rushing rushing back in the history of colorado football of a thousand yards back-to-back -back years and he was the heart and soul of our team. And uh, I called it, I nicknamed him the Tasmanian devil. He's just, <laughs> he just that kind of runner, that kind of excitement, nothing scared him, nothing. He was amazing. And then nobody drafted him. I kept telling everybody to draft him and nobody would listen to me. And, and the um, uh, Broncos took him as a free agent. So they asked me on radio shows and television shows there in the Denver area when I was the head coach at Colorado. I said, well, he'll be the face of y'all's team as long as he's there. Ah, no, he won't. I said, yeah, he will. And sure enough, he was. He's no. the first offensive rookie in the history of the NFL, only one ever free agent to make the Pro Bowl and then make rookie of the year. Um, I mean, it's amazing um, what he did. And now he's at the Houston Texans, and uh, um, I'm pretty sure he's going to make Denver feel bad they let him go because I know a lot of people in Denver would love to still have him there. And he's going to have a lot of opportunity in Houston. Yes, he is. Yeah. But that's one of, that's one of the amazing stories where – he overcomes so many obstacles and overachieves and, and has did great in college and is doing great in the pros and overcame injuries and size and everything. So um, Philip Lindsay would be one of those great stories. And he was one of the top free agent running backs on the board of this free agency. Yeah. Sure is. Everyone was targeting and wanting to sign the offer sheets or sign, sign as a full contract, but the Texans got him. So what's so special about this Memphis Tiger program? Well, I just think that there's a lot of passion here. Um, different places have different things. I think there's a they they 
They believe they're going to win football games. Um, there's backing behind it with the, with the, and within the university. Um, it's something that uh, they care about here. And uh, they just have that um, unique um, fighting attitude um, that, that helps them succeed. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you, you see it on a daily basis when I'm around them. There's no doubt about it. They love practicing. They love being physical. They love. And then when you go to the, when you go to the Liberty Bowl, it's like they turn on another switch, too. They love playing in the Liberty Bowl. It's really interesting. And you don't see that everywhere. I mean, you, you wish you would, but you don't. And I see that in this team. Yeah, there's definitely a chip on our shoulder mentality in this team. And it's it's very fun to watch. I mean, it's, like you said, they get very physical, very into it. And it's it's very fun to watch every Saturday. Now, what would you say is the best atmosphere in a football stadium that you've ever experience whether that be college nfl both it doesn't matter <laughs> oh wow there's there's been so many um we had some unbelievable atmospheres uh, in a few games there at colorado um there was some i, I tell you the uh, oregon stadium is a is a it's right on top of you at oregon um uh you know there uh, you know nebraska's stadium if you've ever been to a game there um you know it's so loud um i, I thought those were some very in um out of conference type stadiums that were pretty special. All right. So I got a question about you about Colorado. When y'all were like, when you were playing game or when you were coaching games, was the altitude, could you able to feel it while you were coaching in games or? Well, um, we, we got used to it, of course, cause we lived there. Um, but there was, there were teams that we played. Um, we would start the games out trying to play extremely fast and try to get them fatigued. And uh, for a few games there, it really made a couple of coaches told me after the game that it really bothered their team because they had a hard time kind of catching their breath, so to speak, and then got up and got on them. But um, there was a few games there that it made a big difference um, that the teams talked about. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll be down in Denver in a couple of weeks. And so I well, make sure when you get there, you drink a lot of water because yeah. you can get de- you can get dehydrated pretty quick. You don't even realize it. Well, what's your favorite, now that you've been here for a season, what has been your favorite thing to do here in the city of Memphis or favorite thing to eat? Oh, wow. Oh, favorite <laughs> thing to eat, favorite things to do. Well, you know, with the COVID, we haven't been able to get out that much. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, um, I tell you, there's this little place in uh, Collierville that we found. Um, we um, we live kind of, um, not all the way in Collierville, we don't live in Collierville, but we're almost and so called the silver caboose. I don't know if you've ever been out there. It's really good food, but they have a really excellent uh, fudge pecan pie that I like. It's pretty good. Um, so that that's one of the places there's, there's a ton of other places in town that are really, really excellent places to eat. Of course, um, that we've enjoyed. Well, this, well, this summer, if it comes back, you'll be able to go to the Levitt shell and be able to go to Overton park and the zoo. Yeah. Get out. Exactly right. and, Cause of COVID the shell had stopped, but, if there was, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners today that are listening? Well, I, yeah, I just like to say that I, the, the football program here. The I tell you one thing, y'all, the the fans, the people uh, make a big difference to these young men that play here. And uh, these young men, I like I said earlier, they truly love Memphis. They truly love the city of Memphis, and they want to make everybody proud. And I, I see that in them. And it, it it's a there's a deep, deep, deep rooted passion and love um for the city and for the university and so uh they make the fans and the uh, people that follow us make a big big difference for these young men well whenever we get back to full capacity at liberty bowl stadium we will pack it out yeah hopefully that's this year that's what i'm hoping fingers crossed that's, that's what i'm right. hoping as well, fingers well crossed. 
we appreciate having you on this episode with us and get to talk Tigers football and your journey and everything Memphis and football with you. But it's been a great episode and opportunity yeah. to talk to Coach McIntyre. It's been an honor. But, All right. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Robert Oden. And I'm Remy Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time on The Prowl. With the boys, yeah, we swoop, yeah, we swoop. And we got them high clocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot. With the Mercedes Benz in the coupe, in the coupe. And this shit so fucking hard, it's on loop, it's on loop. Motherfuckers always talking that shit. Motherfuckers don't want to get hit. Rockets and plane, got a Glock with a beam with a team. And the things you know what I mean, man. I'm harder than music in 2016. And I'm on fire, man. This ain't no steam. Ain't got a chopper, but I'm hitting the scene. Making money and my thumb looking green. I'm taking names just like it's a census. Cause you're doing plenty of senses. She running white and they looking like fences.